Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel toe boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look real. at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I pull the John? What are we apologizing for? What do we say? What do we do? <laughs> Hey, Bobby Manning here, back again for the second straight night on the Garden Report to finally wrap up All-Star Weekend. Uh, not a really eventful one, but a disappointing conclusion. Cam, just way by my side here. Uh, game that never generated any real competitive momentum. Game that turned into more and more of a blowout as it uh, ran along into the second half thought as Joe Sway said to me after halftime that the third quarter might have been an opportunity to tighten the thing up just enough so that you could have that classic rush to the finish but you never got it uh, East just poured on three shot 73s in three quarters hit 41% of them and pretty much cruised to the finish line from there Damian Lord piled it up from three, shot half quarters, made him, won the MVP that way. Jalen made it close. Tyrese Halliburton had the hot start that got them out to the early lead. Uh, so three strong candidates right there for MVP. Uh, but pretty much everybody who talked after the game sounded like Lloyd was the right choice. So uh, everyone I'm sure in the comments here is going to be complaining about the game and how terrible it was. I do think it's slightly surprising, Cam, that after a lot of talk about making this a little bit more competitive, there wasn't any real attempt to. But this is the all-star game at the end of the day. This is what we've come to know. This is probably one of the worst ones we've watched. But when you get off to that slow, slow start that these teams always do, this is how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, especially when you got uh, uh, Halliburton trading five three-pointers in a row to start. I mean, I just felt like they kind of, Got the Western Conference thinking, like, man, we're going to really have to defend the three-point or at least the half-court, Martin. When you got Damian Lillard doing what he was doing, was, the defense just wasn't there, man. It just drove me crazy. I mean, you could say it kind of went both ways, but I just felt like the East just really established that outside shot that the West was just not trying to defend, man. And I just think, man, I've been one of those guys who's like, I, I know the All-Star game isn't ever all that exciting. It's been a long time since we got, like, a, a really exciting one. But seeing this in person for the first time, man, it was rough. It was rough. I'll be honest. I mean, you saw the halftime video that Bobby and I posted. Uh, you know, Cam and I were talking about it earlier, how I was saying, like, like this is, like, I don't know how else to mix this. Like, I don't know how the NBA can, can fix this, especially after Adam Stiller saying that they went, they went back to this format to avoid this type of uh, conclusion. And, and we still got it, man. It was just a, it's just a, it's such a blowout game and just very uninteresting. Especially in the second half after halftime. We just lost sway. Bobby's on mute. We're a disaster here. I'll take it. So I was gonna, Larry, yeah, go Larry Bird put them on blast earlier in the day. Larry Bird said, hey, I'd really like to see a competitive game. We're in Indiana. I mean, sticking it to Larry Bird and saying, like, respectfully, we're just not going to have a, a competitive game here is, is pretty cheeks. I just – there were some individual plays that – they're so gobsmackingly good at basketball, you kind of forget how hard it is to shoot from the logo or to dunk the way they did. And I get that, like, you don't want to get injured because you don't want to play defense, but I don't know. I don't know, like, who this product is for anymore. I don't really know how you, like, 
I, but isn't that the ironic thing that people keep tapping in? Like, I'm sure they're going to say that they had unbelievable viewership. Um, so I don't know. I think it's for teenagers, sponsors, and highlights. And so it probably achieved that goal, but um, it certainly did not capture my interest. I mean, I sat and ate chicken fingers in the causeway for part of the first quarter. It it was pretty it was pretty uh, boring. I can't lie. And I think Joe Sway turned to me at one point and was like, yeah, I, I can't even pay attention to this anymore. And I tried. You know, I was keeping notes. I was trying to follow the game a little bit. Uh, note some of the funnier moments. He did have Bam throwing it off of Jokic's back on an inbound. Uh, he did have the Luka Jokic thing running out in transition. Luka missed a dunk, trying to do something crazy. But they just didn't stack up enough. And I thought you said it best, Josway. You didn't even. You didn't even. You didn't even see these guys trying to do flashy stuff. Yeah, there was that one That's the thing, out. man. There was the bounce alley oop. Okay, you want to entertain us? It was the blah. Okay, give us some like. Nice alley-oop, some flashy shots. It, it, it just it felt like one pass shoot. All right, now you go. Okay, oh, fast break. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't get that, like, and that's a, it really boils down to defense. Like, you guess you need you need in order to, to make that happen. Yeah, you need to be able to run off stops and stuff, but you also need to be connected, and the guys just didn't look connected at all. And the biggest problem, honestly, Cam, I thought, is they just jacked up a three every time they had one. Yeah. And, yeah, that can speak to some of the debates we have about this era and the way the game's played now. But all of these guys out there, and, of course, they're all perimeter players. I thought Towns added, like, a nice low post presence to this game and kept the West in it as much as he could, frankly, for most of the night. But almost everybody else on the floor tonight was just launching up a three the second they got it. 97 three-point attempts for the East. That had to be so lazy. For for the East alone? 43% just for the East. The the West went 25 to 71. The West shot one free throw. The East shot four different in the game. Are the NBA players just too good? Like, is that what it is? Like, if if they get hot, it's just like, look, the offense is just through the charts. Our defense isn't going to match that. Like, is that really what it boils down to? Because how else do you make this thing competitive? I do think that, like, Bobby, to your point about the era that we're in, other than Steph and Kyrie, I can't really think of anyone with, like, insane handles. And it's clear that there aren't big-time dunkers out there. So, like, the possibility for highlights, even if they weren't shooting threes, like, I I, I just I don't know if this group of All-Stars, like, really has a high-level talent when it comes to dunking and dribbling the way we've seen in years past. I don't know. I, that's a new theory that I'm working on. But I'm trying to think of, like, who would cock back, like, an uh, unbelievable alley-oop. And, I just, I don't know. Like, maybe that's just, like, not what they're built for right now. Yeah, and when you look at it right now, it is a lot of isolation play out there. So you pretty much had the guy coming out, putting the shot up every time. And it was exciting at the beginning, right? The game got off to such a good start with the Halliburton heaves. And that's what effectively allowed the East to build the early lead that it did. You got the crowd into it a little bit with those attempts. He shot a fifth one, trying to make five in a row. Uh, but then he missed, and then he got out of the action, and other guys started taking their turns, and then you didn't see him involved until the end of the game. And you saw a couple stretches where he tried to get other guys involved, but it was mostly just guys taking turns out there. And you had that little bit of excitement at the beginning of the game, the hometown guy hitting those big shots, but, man, did the crowd die Joe Sway from that point on. I mean, by the time the third quarter came around, it was a 20-point game, you had zero. Zero energy in this place. Absolutely. Yo, there not. were 
they were 10 times more excited for the t-shirt toss. Like, there were things in between, like, they turned the timeouts that, like, this place got as loud as it, as it did all night. You know, and that, that just that just shouldn't be it, man. Like, do they have to force these guys to play defense? Like, is that what's next for the NBA? Like, is it going to be like a, okay, for the first uh, six minutes of each quarter, full court press, you have to do it. Like, is that what the NBA is going to have to do? Because I just think they're running out of ideas at this point. And we may just be stuck with, Constantly complaining year after year how different it is until let's say like I don't know similar to what happened to the dunk contest where you get one of that one of those one off like 2016 and you're like oh well that's the way it's supposed to be and then the next you have to wait another 10 years or so before that happens again. I don't think there's any secret sauce. I do think the Elon ending was really good while it was in there, yeah. Cam. And I don't know why they took it out. Silver had some ridiculous answer about it about tradition and want to bring the game back to its roots. Uh, but this is terrible, and it left nothing to watch in the fourth. We all went downstairs and just started getting ready for the post game. Uh, and at least, even if it was a blowout with the Elam ending, if the East starts to stall a little bit, game gets a little closer, the clock turns off, so you can't just run the clock out. And I'll say the West, I know you guys weren't watching close, but they did you know, get it within like the 20 range late, but there was just no time left. I think Towns ended up scoring like 50, so he was you know, keeping his foot on the gas. Uh, but... There wasn't any time left to mount a real comeback. I'm sure guys just started giving up. The bench just started going in late in this game as well to make sure everybody could get in and play. So that Elon ending, I think, is an obvious answer to get back in there. East-West is fine. I do think I'd rather see Brown and Tatum go head-to-head than have them taking turns on the same team like they were tonight. Both ended up having solid games. But I thought last year those two and that stretch of isolations where they were playing one-on-one was the most exciting all-star memory of my life. Uh, and you lost that this year, which was a bummer. Yeah, I mean, that's – I'm not old enough to, like, really believe this take, but older uh, NBA fans would be like, they're too friendly. They're all friends. Th- there is something to that. Like, there, there, there was never a moment where, like, anyone who has that's any sort of rivalry point, yeah. or, like, real yeah. competitive flair you, – you saw guys that, like, like to collaborate, like Luka and um, Jokic and, uh, like, Donovan and Jalen, but you don't have guys who, like – fundamentally dislike each other i think there's too many all-stars i know people want to expand the rosters but trying to get 12 guys minutes is also kind of hard i feel like a a, a number of people said maybe make four teams and there's a tournament i think that's interesting at the end of the day like you can you can change the rules you can change the ending you can you can tweak it but uh, until the players choose we see them compete on a given night. I mean, we see right. them like go after on a given night. It's we the know culture, Kim. I think it's yeah. the culture, man. It's. I mean, look at the last twenty-four hours. Look at the flack that Jalen has received. And whichever side of the argument you are about what happened out here in the or out there, I should say, in the dunk contest on Saturday night, wherever you fit, wherever you fall in the sense of how Jalen performed or you know underperformed, whatever the case may be. The point is, the biggest reason why a lot of these guys don't want to do the dunk contest or a lot of the guys don't take things seriously, like All-Star Saturday Night, you got Anthony Edwards, you know, using shooting his left hand and stuff like that. Because the, the mean thing, you know, what Jalen was saying, I, I think that's accurate. I really do, man. Guys don't want to be embarrassed all over social media. A lot of these guys grew up and, and social media was just always at their fingertips. And I think there's something to that. I think that the, the past generations, like you just mentioned, Cam, they didn't have that. There wasn't that, like oh, you know, I might be embarrassed for the next three or four days on SportsCenter, the newspaper, but everyone's going to forget about this. I just think nowadays it's different. You know, I think it's like a, oh, man, people are going to look back and, and, and make fun of me for years, and I, I can't go through that. So let's just – I'm too cool for this. You know, I'll – if I catch fire, keep feeding me, and I'll win MVP or whatever. 
you know, if we're on the losing end, so be it. It's an honor to be here. You know, that competitiveness. How many times, Bobby, when Jokic just watch Giannis make a layup, you know, maybe, and I'm not saying, this is just an example, right? Maybe it's not the case in this particular instant, but if I try to block that and he dumps on me, that's the highlight I'm going to see for the next, you know, two, three days, you know, like, and that whole aspect of it never existed, obviously, because there was no social media. You know, the early 2000s or even the late 90s, where I feel like you have a much more competitive game. I mean, there were those were the all star games where like guys were teams were just just over the 100 mark, never mind the 200 point mark, which has happened on back to back years. And coming off of what Adam Silver said Saturday during his press conference about the reason why they went back to this to avoid that, I think just makes things this, this whole thing look terrible. And I'm, I'm curious as to how they try to uh, again, you know, try to fix this for, for San Francisco next year. Can I? Um... I, so I was I was in the hallway, and th- this is conjecture of the highest order. Silver got out of here in a hurry. He did not seem like a happy camper leaving the building. He did not take pictures. He didn't chum it up. He got out of here. And, like, who knows? Maybe he's got a flight to Abu Dhabi or something. Maybe he's got he, business to yeah. attend to, but he, he didn't seem happy. I'll tell you that much. He said he expected a competitive game. So did Larry Bird. We'll get to him in a minute here. I do want to play Jalen's thoughts on the competitiveness of the game here. Before, I think we were attempting to to put a little bit more effort into it, but you know, I'm not sure how successful that was. Uh, but you know, hopefully, as the years go on, it gets back to being what you know what the fans want to see. But I think uh, maybe it was a little bit more effort this time. I think I don't know. You guys would be a better judge than I. You had, last year after the game, you said like this this wasn't basketball. This was just a lab line. Were there discussions about playing harder or playing more defense, or was the hope that it would just sort of happen organically? Um, yeah, there was some discussions. It was definitely some. Uh, um, I'm not sure, you know, what, how successful that was, but you know, there's definitely some discussions, and uh, I guess guys are trying to figure out how to do that at the same time of you know having fun, being safe, being injury free, but. No, I guess more solutions need to be had to figure that out. It, it does, I don't think there's any secret here. It just comes down to how much guys want to compete and defend and try. Because we've seen it before. I don't want to hear about injuries. I want to hear about having a good time and relaxing. We've seen more competitiveness than this. And maybe it came down to the rosters, too, and you know who was able to try. Obviously, LeBron, guys mentioned Jokic in the chat. They're not going to be guys who are flying around out there necessarily. And the West was favored in this game on FanDuel, interestingly enough, but they never really had a shot here. Uh, I do want to get to some other aspects of this game, the experience tonight. Obviously, it kind of stunk as an atmosphere. But, Cam, Larry Bird showed up. Uh, it addressed the crowd at the beginning alongside Reggie Miller and Oscar Robertson. Brown and Tatum both talked about it. He came in the locker room and uh, talked to each player briefly, mostly just greeted them. Tatum and Bird had a more extended conversation on the court. Uh, Tatum said that mostly was about how he'd want to meet him for a long time. Uh, Tatum called it an honor. I, I don't think there's any Bird trip to Boston in the cards, but for how elusive Bird was going back, I think, you know, at least a decade here, for him to show up and be a you know master of ceremonies of sorts in multiple different events here, talk to players, and just show face, which is something he rarely does, might be at least a step towards that. I thought that was a big, big takeaway this weekend. I think that that man just loves being from Indiana. Uh, I think I, I, I think we won't see him again for another 
29 years because we got to wait till the next time they host an all-star game in Indiana. Um, but it, it was great. Uh, the, he won the Legends Award at the brunch this morning. He was really visible. He was really present. I mean, I said this too, Bobby, when on Celtics Wire, the site that I write for, when we write about Larry Bird, we still get like 10x the clicks of when I write about Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Like Larry Bird is still Boston Celtics basketball. But boy, howdy. I mean, I bet if he ran for governor, he'd win because they love him here. So that that was like a match made in heaven. It was really cool. Um, Reggie Miller also got a ton of love. Uh, that's worth shouting out too. Uh, they love hoops here. Uh, it, whatever you think of the stereotype that like they love basketball in Indiana, it's spot on. They love basketball in Indiana. And um, I can't think of a better ambassador than Larry Bird. Yeah, no question, man. It was great. What were you going to say? I was going to say, are you expecting a Bird appearance in Boston anytime soon, Josue? Not at all. Not even close. Uh, Honestly, it just just doesn't happen. Um, But I I love that Tatum and uh, and and Larry Bird uh, just got that moment to meet each other. I mean, mean, Tatum told us that they didn't necessarily have a full-blown conversation, but um, the historian that Jason Tatum is, man, I, I can tell it's genuine when he said that he really appreciated meeting Larry Bird and uh, couldn't believe it. You know, uh, Larry Bird told him, I, I couldn't wait to meet you. Uh, you know, Max, uh, Cedric Maxwell always tells a story on a podcast about uh, the first time he watched the uh, 30 for 30 on the Celtics Lakers rivalry. And, you know, obviously Larry Bird's a big part of that. And it was a, a big part of how he learned who Cedric Maxwell was in the sense of the final MVP and uh, how much he played a big part in that rivalry. So, uh, I, I just think that someone like Jason Tatum, who did this probably, I want to say his rookie year or his second year, like he gets it, man. He gets the tradition. He gets the culture. And um, I think that's a big step, you know, especially for um, the kind of season that Tatum's having where the Celtics um, have the best chances of not only getting back to the finals, but winning it all. And I, I just think that type of uh, interaction and at All-Star Weekend, and considering the status where Jason Tatum is, a star in the all-star game in indiana i think all that stuff is huge uh for for tatum's growth moving forward yeah you wish there was a little more to it gave a speech or something or said they were going to meet up at some point but it does seem like it was pretty limited and his camp said in, in due said time in due time yeah that's I mean, what i'm saying it's that hope there for more i just don't see the whole like larry's back in boston guys give it up or, like i just he's just not that kind of guy and he hasn't he hasn't done it you know maybe he um, wants to be around the, the guys team, more the 08 team did it, it never happen. It never happened throughout that era. You know, uh, they made a couple of NBA Finals appearances. Uh, it's just super rare. It's just not who he is. You know, it, it's not something that I, I think the, the organization take take personally. But it's just not who Larry is. Larry's not the guy. Uh, I always love the HBO documentary about his relationship with uh, Magic Johnson. And uh, the, the, one of my favorite parts of that documentary is if Magic goes through the front where all the cameras are. Larry's going to stick to the back. I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. He doesn't like the spotlight. He's not the kind of guy but i think he generally enjoys um obviously the game of basketball jason tatum means to the uh, organization so i i think um to hear what he said to tatum is super super cool as um someone's been covering this team for a handful of years and also for someone like jason tatum who couldn't stop literally glowing as he was telling that story yeah can mention it too this is just more of an association with the pacers at this point that's a long running thing to happen Years ago, uh, when he had the falling out with the Celtics, and, and I mean, these guys here. give him a shot. He was a head coach here, you know. He said he's gonna do it for two years. He brought them to the finals. He wanted to give it a try, and that was it. I, I think that um that, that meant that meant a lot to Larry. I mean, there was some speculation back then that he wanted to be the guy to take over 
um, when you know the coaching situation was in flux to say the least in the late or mid nine mid to late nineties, um, leading into the Doc Rivers era. But I don't know. I mean, I I can't really speak on that personally. I, I, was, I was super young, but there, there was some talk that uh, or speculation, I should say, that that he was hoping that would be the guard for him. He pivoted to the Pacers, became the head coach, and you know, like you said, he wanted to do it for two years, and that was it. I don't know if that plays a part in it, but again, I really do think it, it boils down to this being his hometown. Uh, with the college here, and it just means a lot to him. Basketball means a lot to this city. And uh, the All-Star game hasn't been here since the 80s, so it was fitting. It was cool for him to be here. And we'll wrap this up with some Brown and Tatum talk on the other side. First, our uh, official sports agent partner here, FanDuel, has a word. And if you like the East, if you like Tatum and Brown, you won tonight. Get your buckets with your first bet at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers... $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. Quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Massachusetts 21 plus and present in MA. Hope is here. First online real money line wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. So we kicked it around a little bit on the side. We talked about it last night, but it's becoming an annual thing. Brown Tatum, all-star game experience together. Uh, they collaborate on the dunk last night. Brown talked about that tonight. Said they didn't practice it. Looked better in his head, uh, but he doesn't have any regrets about the way that thing went down last night, and he was glad he tried it. And uh, Maybe not in the cards in the future. I think that seemed to be more the feeling tonight after the fact uh, with him, but... The door is open. You know, you want to try at least once, he said. So that was great. I think that was the most enjoyable moment of the weekend. Uh, but overall, just watching those two, especially on the court before the game, a lot of greeting with some of their friends. You saw Brown and Giannis talking on one side, Tatum and Bam catching up. You know, they're good friends on the other side there. Asked both of them about what the experience is like. And, you know, they get a lot, Joe Sway, throughout the year. Um, so it makes some sense that they're catching up with other stars, kind of doing their own thing out here. Uh, but I heard a couple of times, you know, from different star teammates who are here, the importance of catching up on the season, you know, talking about things that went well, maybe didn't go as well. I know Damian Lowe was just talking about that at the press conference, you know, in the time he's been able to spend with Giannis here. Uh, same deal for Durant and Booker, who, in Durant's words, the key to their success has been how close they've been and how much time they spent together off the court uh, to start so far. So, you know, we've had this conversation for a long time. You know, how close they are, how much that plays into their success. I think we see in this setting again that they're just different guys, different friendships, different interests. You know, there's no issues between them necessarily here, but they're guys who are going to do different things, Joe Sway. And I don't, I really didn't see outside of that dunk there, which didn't go all that well, kind of interaction between them, uh, at least in what we were able to see over the weekend. Amateurs, man. I mean, I should say amateur 
in terms of uh, someone who probably doesn't have a whole lot of experience in the dunk contest, but you got to practice that. Are you kidding me? A no look love, like I just I can't believe that they didn't practice it. And I don't know if that's a, a, a testament as to how the relationship. Brought. I get it; these guys are busy. These guys have, you know, commitments. All Star Week is not just about the events. A lot of these guys have commitments that they have to uh, attend and, and all that. But I, I'm just I'm I'm shocked honestly that they didn't get a chance to at least practices during during practice, like in Brighton. Um, I don't know if I said this last night, but I think that could have easily been. The best dunk of the night, if it was, you know, executed properly. Uh, the first law was probably the worst law I've ever seen in a dunk contest, or one of the worst. And then the second one, I mean, obviously it, he didn't have enough. Uh, it wasn't close enough for him to pull off the deep round, and and it just looked bad. It was just poorly executed. And, um, I figured the way I saw it was they, they, maybe they practiced for like 15 minutes, but to find out that they didn't practice at all, I mean, they didn't have a shot at winning. So John, who, who couldn't be here tonight, he thought it was a disaster, Cam. And I I just don't – I don't think it was. I, I think he went straight forward with what he did out there. Botched that one. That was definitely the worst of all his ideas. It just didn't come together well, and he did got too high of a score, frankly. And we had the debate last night of whether he even should have moved on from that. But that was the one, if anything, limited from winning the championship. It was that one. Uh I don't think it was a disaster. It was flashy. I've tried to incorporate a lot of different things, probably too many things. But I think a disaster is going out there and trying something that's way too hard and failing a bunch of times and then having to just like throw it down with two hands. That's to me what a disaster looks like. Uh, this was just fine to me. I thought it was solid. I thought it had some good ideas. He didn't win. He didn't deserve to win. But I thought it was just a solid performance and a needed star infusion into the contest so sure we'll debate that with john another time but uh this time i looking back on it a day later cam how do you feel about it now getting to watch it back maybe a couple of times and just you know think about it some more uh i don't know it's how i feel about the all-star game like if it's great great but if, if it's not it's really forgettable i think going into this my comp for jalen brown was demar Derozan, who i bet most people listening were like oh yeah i guess he wasn't a dunk contest in a few years, maybe we'll remember. I literally like, just had that thought. I was like, yeah, like, J- we don't think of Jalen as a tremendous creative athletic dunker. We think of him as a really strong dunker. So I didn't really have high expectations for what was going to happen here. Um, he got to showcase, you know, his respect for history. He got to showcase his respect for uh, the internet with the Kai Sinat dunk. He got to do the Terrence Clark thing. That's a success. That's huge. It doesn't matter that he didn't win. Like yeah. th- that, that was more meaningful than most. Of, like blowing out a cupcake. He, perso- or- he personified it. Yeah, he personified the entire uh, the entire dunk contest. Yeah, I love that. So and that pushed into the future again. I don't want to overstate it, but I think he pushed into the future a little bit with some of the things you can do. Uh, now maybe someone will do it better going forward, but. I thought there were a lot of good ideas that maybe not executed well. And it does still come down to how good are you? That's what it is. And his his weren't quite good enough. But to me, I thought it was just solid. And Cam, you did get to talk to Kai. Oh, yeah. Kai Sanat. Yeah, that's. um... No, Cam spoke to everyone. He forgot. He's like, oh, yeah. What did he tell me? No, no, no. The reason I. Guy Fieri. Wait, which one was it? Like. Well, no, the reason I paused is because one of my editors at USA Today is named Kai. And I was like, did I talk to him? Um, (laughs) So Kai Sanat is a YouTube prankster 
uh, comedy person um, who is like maybe the most famous person in the building. Uh, I saw him like at a half court and I said, hey, you, you worked with Jalen. Do you mind if I asked a few questions? And then we had to leave the court. So I, walk, I ended up walking with him from midcourt to the back tunnel. And along the way, almost everyone paused what they were doing and said, oh, my God, is that Kai Sinat? Like, people really love that dude. Um, and I kept saying to him, I was like, dude, you're so famous. And he was like, yeah, I am. Um, but, like, really charming, really charismatic. Go check out. Uh, it's a short on the CLNS YouTube page. After this, check it out. You can hear that it was like a 30-second hit. Um, but he was really polite, tremendous. Um, and he, apparently he has a nice friendship with Jalen Brown, which is cool. I didn't know that. Well, let's wrap it up here. Thing. Hold on real quick. I just want to, I just want to speak to this. Like, I, I just love that um, Jalen is so comfortable to, to uh, not only, again, personify these dunks, put himself out there, but knowing that there's that chance of that criticism. You know, um, we caught up with Jalen Rose quickly, you know, after the event, and I, I thought he was spot on when he said, we need more guys like this to participate. We want to see, you know, players that, that participate in the dunk contest that are going to turn around and, play in the all-star game you know it doesn't have to be uh completely filled with all-stars but having one or two every single year does make it interesting i mean people can make the argument that say okay maybe that helped him in the sense of when you called it closed and the judges really wanted to see probably the rest of what jalen had in store whether it was the the messages or whether it was just pure athleticism you know cam i'm i'm glad you brought up um the derozan comp there because the way I saw it was going into it, I said, if Jalen's going to do this, he's got a lot. He's got to have at least three or four really good dunks up his sleeve. And with his athleticism, sometimes it's not about the 360s or the you know, flips and you know, all that. It could be more of the um, just throwing off that pure athleticism, uh, just uh, those vertical leap dunks, almost like um, Josh Richardson. I don't know if you guys remember him, but Josh Richardson, like power, you know, um, showing that vertical leap through the legs. I thought we would see more of that. Uh, probably the best dunk of the night was the assist from Donovan Mitchell. I thought that was great. Terrence Clark uh, tribute were probably those are probably my two two favorite dunks of Jalen. But again, I just think when it came down to it, it was execution. But at the end of the day, let's be honest, McClung won this, and um, I, I think that's what it really boils down to. Uh, and that's okay. That's not the worst thing in the world. But I don't think this is something that we'll look back on and be like, oh, that was embarrassing for Jalen. I think embarrassing would be missing three dunks in a row. That's what I'm saying. Um, Going over the top, yeah, Bobby. I agree with you with that for sure. Nor do I think he kept it too too safe. I think it took so he took he took risk out there, and it just didn't land as well as I thought. I think that Jalen thought it was going to. Let's you know, honest. you know the what's crowd, embarrassing? They were kind of into it, and some some of them they were kind of just like, oh, okay. And in the replay, the dunks looked better in the replay, but it just didn't have that thunderous reaction that maybe Jalen was anticipating. Can I tell you what's embarrassing? The dunk contest was so much more interesting than the All-Star game that we're talking about the dunk contest yes, and not the All-Star game. Again, for the second night in a row, because we still got takes on what happened. There's nothing. It was nothing more interesting. It was, it was more courageous. It was more worthwhile. Even if uh, it didn't look great all the time, it was 100 times more interesting than this All-Star game. There was nothing to talk about from this All-Star game. And overall... Bobby's pissed. Bobby's never coming back. Uh, yeah, I mean... I guess I'll say I, I don't want to sound like an a hole, but <laughs> this wasn't my this He's wasn't like, my favorite. Class, everyone, yeah. This wasn't my this wasn't my favorite event I've covered as a whole, and there were cool aspects of it. Lil Wayne earlier was through the roof, Joe Sway. 
Uh, that was oh, really cool. Man. That was the first Bobby, time I saw him. Lil Wayne was like your favorite part of the weekend. <laughs> but yes, he did crush it, man. Lil Wayne had a heck of a show um, at the uh, convention center. NBA sponsored event. It was pretty cool. What was your favorite moment, Cam? Um, I don't know. I got to be honest. Guy Fieri was. I knew you were exactly... going to prop Guy up to the top. I, I just. Wow. You, you, foodie? You... you foodie like Bobby and I? We love food. Yeah, first of all, I do like Triple D. Um, he's exactly like that. Like he's not, it's not a character. He was so polite. He, I just like tapped him on the shoulder to say like, Hey, what'd you think of the game? And then he, he engaged me for like a full minute and he was really, he's a, he's a huge NBA fan for sure. Uh, Also, he had a drink and a cigar in his hand. Like that was just larger than life. That was really cool. I also, um, I just like, it was like being in a circus. It was like, uh, cheerleaders going, it was chaotic. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, you. Everyone listening can hear all the noise in the background. Shout out to all the people that made this happen. The, the, the players had the easiest job this weekend. So much effort went into making this production happen, and now tearing it down. Um, I was just floored with how much of a production this was. Another random note to close the show, and I'll stick with the shrimp, just way. Why not? I'll stick with the shrimp as my favorite part of the weekend. That was that was enjoyable. Uh, I think some people saw my skills competition too, which how many seconds was it, Josue? Despite all the mysteries, I want to say on my phone the timer said 47, which is pretty good. Despite all my mysteries, it was still a pretty good time. Um, if if every single one of those threes hit the rim, we'd be straight. People would be like, Hey, you missed, you missed the we game. Didn't post the time. Like, we didn't post the time. I, either, know, we so, I mean, the time is the time of the video. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, as long true. as <laughs> the length of the video true. is how long it took you to complete the course. And Bobby, we saw we saw a handful of uh, contestants or participants or, or whatever that were like a minute forty, you know, a minute fifty, like uh, approaching two minutes. And Bobby got under a minute. So, hey, that's an NBA three pointer, man. It's not as uh, easy as it looks. Trust me. I am looking forward to the next couple of days off here. Celtics are off until Thursday. Uh, and so we will probably take that time off too for the most part here. Maybe look back at the first half, look ahead to the second half coming as the Celtics uh, hit the road right away in Chicago and then take on the Knicks, who actually officially ruled out, uh, at least according to reports, Randall and uh, OG through uh, the rest of February. And in Randall's case, maybe through the rest of the regular season. So don't think you'll be seeing those guys in that game, but it is still a big one. Uh, But Celtics restart Thursday against the Bulls in Chicago. We will be back then uh, at the latest uh, for a post-game show that night. Thanks for joining us here, Cam, throughout the, uh, throughout the weekend. It's good talking to you. And and of course, check out the Celtics lab podcast, which he hosts. Uh, Joe Sway's probably got a new Cedric Maxwell coming before long. Yeah, uh, man, we got a lot to discuss after this weekend. Yeah, and uh, subscribe to Dome Theory as well. We'll have a new edition of that this week, I believe, after uh, this hectic weekend. So uh, we're heading back to Boston. We will talk to you all soon. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for following along throughout All-Star Weekend here on CLNS Media, Celtics All Access. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff over there on Celtics All Access, so go check that out. And uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight and uh we will talk to you soon wait amit's got an outro for us i think no he doesn't he said he was gonna work on an outro he had a phenomenal game phenomenal. <laughs> forfeits out i don't i think it's an option <laughs>
That did not sound like a chair. It was a freaking chair. It does sound like a chair.